All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is another episode of 314 Punk. And um, this one is going to take a little bit of a, uh, I'm not going to give it away, but it's going to take a little bit of a turn here. Um, we have a guest host, and um, you'll just have to keep listening to see who it is. And uh, the guest on this episode is yours truly, uh, Wes Hoffman. So um, I wanted to give, uh, you know, I, I get a chance to talk a little bit about my uh, EP that just came out and our EP release show that's happening. So uh, very thankful for the opportunity and thank you for uh, our, our thankful for our guest host on this one as well. So um, before we get too far into it, I want to give a shout out to um, a couple bands that have put out some uh, material recently. We have Inner City Witches. They just recently put out their um, uh, EP. I, I believe it's called Collection. Is that right? Um, let me just double check that here as I pull up my Spotify. Um, it, it's really good. It's uh, yes, it's just it's called Collection. So um, definitely check that out. It's it's a it's punk. It's kind of garage rock. It's got a, a little bit of a different sound, and they're doing something really unique and cool. So make sure to check out Inner City Witches Collection, and then also uh, check out Platonic Lovers. There. Uh, album is called it's it's an EP it's called emo girls must die I think and uh, really good EP I've seen them play live I think that that uh, most of the members are still in high school so um, they're pretty young they're just starting out but they're doing a great job and I uh, wanted to give a shout out to um, I'm gonna be at the show on uh, Saturday February 26th it's modern angst the winks and boss battle so Modern angst is kind of your straightforward, uh, you know, punk, awesome, like, I, I don't know, they remind me of Face to Face, there's a little bit of Bad Religion in there, they're just a really, really cool uh, punk band, and I really enjoy, I've seen them live a bunch of times now, and I really enjoy watching them play live, so um, that's at the Conservatory in Alton, and then the Winks, um, so Modern Angst and the Winks have both been guests on this podcast, the Winks are kind of, you know, another punk slash rock band and then a uh, boss battle is your your ska band and they're really really fun too so make sure to check out that show at february 26th at the conservatory in alton and enjoy this episode with wes hoffman hey there it's don bastard filling in for wes hoffman as he couldn't be here today seems to have something more important to do not sure what that could be but let's welcome today's guest Wes Hoffman. <laughs> What's up, Don? Thanks going, for having man? me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. I really wanted to have you on my pod uh, <laughs> for, for the last few years. You know, you've, I heard you've been doing it for eight years. Yes, off and on, I've been doing podcasts for eight years. So, and I've wanted you to have, I wanted to have you on my show this whole time. So, <laughs> welcome to my show. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for having me. I, I got a question that I ask all guests first. Uh, and that is, uh, what got you into punk? Uh, my, my aha punk rock moment? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, okay. This uh, is a completely original question that I came up with <laughs> on my podcast. Um, yeah, so this is a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about it a little bit on the show. Like the, the first, um, I mean, I've mentioned it. Uh, but really, MXPX was the first band that I ever heard that was like, I was like, oh, well... I had heard Green Day and Nirvana and all that, like, on the radio. Right. And I grew up on a farm, so, you know, this was probably, like, 95, 96, and I was, like, 12 or 13, and I remember hearing MXPX on, like, a a sampler for a, like, Christian alternative music mm -hmm. sampler. Yep. And I just remember, like, it sounded different than anything. I mean, it was faster than Green Day. They kind of sounded like Green Day, but... It was faster than Green Day. It had just like this attitude that was totally like foreign to me, mm. you know. And then when I saw pictures of these dudes, they had like, you know, my grandpa had like old Navy tattoos like up right. on his arms and stuff. But I saw like he had a full sleeve of tattoos and that was the first time I'd ever seen anybody with that. And I mm. was like, it, it almost like couldn't believe my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, uh. And uh, I just thought it was so cool, like that self-expression too. Right. Of like, wow, this is really cool. This music is like different than anything I've ever heard. 
and uh, like these guys, the way that they're dressed and and like their tattoos and stuff, I just thought it was so fucking awesome. And uh, and then I kind of dove in from there. Like I would look up uh, in the liner notes of their CDs, like who who the bands that they think, and that that got me into like Face to Face and Lagwagon and um, No Doubt and um, I I really was like you know at the time I was I was younger and and I listened to a lot of Christian music, so like Slick Shoes. And Dogwood and um, all of those other bands that were kind of like, uh, there was kind of a Christian DC talk. <laughs> I did listen to DC talk, <laughs> but there was like a Christian music boom at the time, right? Like, yeah, uh, especially like in the alternative scene, and a lot of those yeah, bands, like POD and shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those bands were like crossing over. MXPX was one that kind of like crossed over into the mainstream a little bit. POD, um, mm. Blindside. I don't know mm. if you remember them, mm. um, but yeah, those were all like. The bands that I was into at the time, and then as I got older, you know, I, I branched out from there. But yeah, that was MXPX is still one of my favorite bands to this day. Right. Um, their new album that they put out uh, a couple of years ago is is still really good. Yeah. So yeah, they were cool, uh, and I don't think they uh, fly the Christian banner anymore, right? No, no, I don't think so either. So I I think that like after a while they were kind of like, I mean, they started when they were like eighteen, right? You know, right. after a while they were kind of like. We just want to be a band. Like, yeah. don't put that label on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So undue pressure. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so that's what you started listening to. What are you listening to now? Uh, well, I, I do listen to MXPX. Um, I've been listening to the new Face to Face album that's yeah. out. They're always good. Um, yeah, they. I, I mean, they're one of my favorite. They've been one of my favorites for a long time. I just think it's really cool that like a lot of these older bands like Face to Face and MXPX that. I've been listening to for a long time are like still putting out new music. Right. And they're not like, okay, we're just going to put out our greatest hits compilation or, you know, I, I really like that. Um, I've been listening to, uh, there's a band on hopeless records called sincere engineer and, um, they have a female led vocalist and, um, I really like her stuff. Uh, nice. she, she writes just really catchy, like indie punk type songs. Um, I really like the new Modern Angst EP, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Out now on the record label, based in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, it could possibly be. We'll get, yeah. to, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but I, I really like that. Um, Hot Mulligan is another like kind of indie, they're a younger band, like they're kind of like this indie punk, um, you know, and I still listen to a lot of, oh, there's a new band, uh, too, that just put out a full-length album called Anxious. Okay. And they're kind of like this, they're kind of, I, w I don't want to call them pop punk, but they're, they, they kind of border on that. They're a little bit more of like an angsty pop punk band um, mm. that I've really been into. Oh, there's a new um, Body Jar. Body nice. Jar has a new album out. Um, they're from Australia. And like, I don't know if you remember them. They've been around for like 20 years and they haven't put an album mm. out in a really long time. And it's really fucking good. It's like... Nice. If you like like hot water music kind of style punk, you know where it's like, it's fast but it's like gritty and melodic. Right. Nice. They their 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 new album is really good. It's called New Rituals. So yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. Uh, and uh, yeah, all the kids listening, make sure you jot all those down in your notes and check out all of those bands. <laughs> yes. Because that's how we all get to learn all this shit. I mean, you don't learn fucking by you know. You have to hear it from somebody, you know, whether it's the guy at the record store that sh tells you his new favorite or your band's liner notes, anything, you know, like that's how we all found this shit, you know, totally. And it was a discovery from being a kid to, to still to this day. There's no so I, I wholeheartedly believe the moment that you give up on trying to find new music to listen to. You're going to turn into an old curmudgeonly shithead. <laughs> and you're just going to bitch about how everything back in the day was, was better than you're like. You're not paying attention. There's yeah. shit going on all around you, and you're just in a little tiny hole, bitching. Like totally. There's music everywhere, and so much of it, you and, know. And it's so much better to hear. Like, I mean, Spotify and Apple Music and those type like streaming platforms like help with finding new music yeah, now. Yep. But it's so much better to hear like what are some of the things that you're listening to now? Right. Like it's so much like when I you know it's I I always feel like. Um, you know, when I was younger, I had these guys that were in this band um, called Kick and Emergency, mm -hmm. and they were like the only punk rock band in my town. And they they would tell me bands. They'd be like, listen to Face to Face and Jimmy Eat World and Get Up Kids and, 
Get Em Kids is one of my favorite bands of all time too. And like, nice. um, you know, it's so much it's cooler to hear it from somebody else and be right. like, oh, I really like this. Like knowing what people's tastes are. Right. So, and if their tastes suck, you stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me turn that let me turn that back on you for a second. Um, what just to kind of flip it around a little bit? What are you listening to right now? Uh, so I mean, it's it's been uh, an interesting year for me. Which we're not going to get into that too much in this <laughs> podcast, but uh, I will say, like, I mean, I get into like winter vibes. So, like, okay. Uh, oddly enough, uh, don't know who this will be a shock to. I mean, I own a record store, so I listen to everything. the The new the weekend record is fucking amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you like, you know, your music. I like electronic music, so. Um, if you like dark wave, synth wave stuff mixed with, you know, kind of pop sensibility mixed with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even yeah. got these weird wraparounds with Jim Carrey, which are really cool. Uh, that I've been listening to pretty steady. Uh, and then um, a lot of Citizen. So, like, okay, Citizen is fucking awesome. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, the, um, like, the they're from Michigan. That, yeah. Um, like, Young, I mean, I, I want to say they're younger, but they're probably like in their late twenties, early. Shit, 30s, they got so. a grip of records out at this point. Yeah, so like yeah. Uh, but I've been I listening to that um that as you please record. Okay, it's fucking amazing. I love that one. Uh, Youth is my favorite one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. every record they have is there's it's to me they're it's flawless. Like yeah, and they they encapsulate that perfect. Uh, speaking of where we're we're at right now, but uh, they that that kind of depressed <laughs> yes uh, that wintry like kind of alone vibe you know where it gives you just that thing to like dwell in with because like i i don't know to me like dark darker music um while people will say you're just dwelling in depression but you're like it, i feel like it's a release you know it's it's a way for you to kind of deal with your emotions and stuff to kind of hear what uh, somebody else is talking about that's similar uh, to where you might feel that way too. Absolutely, and you can just go. You know, you're not alone, but you are. You know what I mean? And uh, absolutely, my I I kind of like I poke fun at my girlfriend sometimes because she listens to a lot of like sad singer songwriter mm-hmm. acoustic stuff. Right. It's just like real slow sad stuff, and sometimes I'll be like, you know, and I'm a really upbeat guy, and like so I you know I'm MXPX is like the perfect band for me because I'm like always oh, just <laughs> right. upbeat yeah. and like and and I'm like man, why are you always listening to this really sad stuff? And she's like. It helps me like yeah work through whatever you know. It helps me kind of like release a little bit. She's basically said the same thing as you and I love um, uh, that album Youth. Um, I love As yeah. You Please as well. Like that, I feel like Citizen kind of changes their sound a little. That it's changed a little bit since their earlier stuff. Yeah. But another record that I always love to put on um, that's like in in around April when it's really rainy is uh, the Mighty Bloody Valentine. Yeah. That mm-hmm. like I don't remember the Loveless. name of it. Yes, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. I like every, once a year. I'm like, it's just I'll wake up and I'll be like, it's my bloody Valentine Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep that uh, that is another good one in that same vein. Not not exactly, but you know, it's the shoegazy thing, which kind of citizen kind of they're more of a post hardcore. Obviously, yeah, I think it's more post hardcore. But I, the shoegaze thing is definitely there. There, yeah, for sure, they're definitely in that that realm. That um, like droning kind of sound, you right? Know? The uh, uh, so, who is Wes Huffman? Oh my God! Tell us about where you came from <laughs> and what you're up to now. <laughs> uh, no, that's a great question, man. Um, so, uh, you know, who am I? I I grew up on a farm in Illinois, like an hour east of St. Louis, and um, you know I'm I'm really thankful that I that I grew up on a farm, like it was a good upbringing for sure. It was like a, definitely unique, and you know we had a, horses and pigs and cows and all that. But like as I got older, um, you know we were far away from a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and like you know we didn't have good at, like when I got to be like 16, we did end up moving into town, but like. I always felt like I was really far away and, but I always did kind of. Okay. <laughs> Technical <laughs> I, I get a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's, I think I need to clear some space on my computer. Um, 
<laughs> I get a lot of that from my mom. She's really creative um, and and like loves music, and um, you know that was really um, a, a big part of of who I am, who I am now, and who I was growing up was just like I've, I've always just had a really active imagination, right? And um, uh, you know, I'm also really like introspective, and I love things like psychology. And I love kind of diving into mindfulness and spirituality and just kind of asking myself the tough questions like, you know, I'm sure you're, you as an entrepreneur, you know, opening your own business. Like, you know, I, I had my, I was self-employed for five years, like asking myself kind of those questions like, what do I want to get out of life? Like, what how do I want people to remember me when I'm gone? Right. Um, and I try to live that life now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's part of the reasons why I do the thing, like why I'm doing my music and, and why. I want to create something like three three one four punk is I do want to make a difference, um, and uh, so I, I don't know if that uh, does that kind of sum up who I am now. I, I'm a singer. Yeah. I guess I can kind of just spout yeah. off like I'm a singer, songwriter, podcaster. Um, I've worked as a motivational speaker uh, in the past. I uh, you know I'm a good friend. I think <laughs> I, I could attest to that. Uh, and what I'm up to now, I have a band, Wes Hoffman and Friends, and um, I have 314 Punk, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, you're taking over right now. This is the yeah. Don Bastard takeover. <laughs> uh, I have 314 Punk. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, that leads right into my next question, which is why did you start 314 Punk Pod? Yeah, man. Um, uh, that's a great question. So I started this podcast and this page. At first, I was like, I wanted to just start the page. Let me go back and kind of answer the question first. Like, um, I wanted to start through and for punk to kind of unify the scene a little bit. Um, and I was thinking, you know, at the time, this has been almost a year. It'll be a year at the end of April that, um, maybe at the end of April, we'll do something special, like a special event or something to like celebrate. Like a brawl where all of the past guests fight. <laughs> Bring everybody together and then throw a bunch of pipes on the ground. Pipe fight. This sounds like <laughs> right outside you've encapsulated. This sounds like something from like an a eight nineteen eighties arcade game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all out in the parking lot. <laughs> so uh no man, I so like at the beginning of um, 2021 in March, I put out a single and I had started working with a publicist to help me kind of get the word out about it. And I've always really enjoyed promoting my promoting music, whether it's my own or somebody else's. Um, but she, she was this girl in France, her name's Valentine and she was doing a great job. And I was getting like a lot of traction from like kind of the underground pop punk scene. And there was a lot of like um, you know, just smaller media outlets that were reporting on like, you know, my new single and stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, I noticed that like a lot of people in St. Louis had no idea who I was or what I was doing, even though I had played in the music scene, like when I was younger, you know, I was right, pretty right. active in, in like the late nineties and early two thousands. Um, and I was like, how can I get the word out of it? There's no outlet like the rft you know shares stuff about music sometimes but like not they don't do it super consistently and there's no like a live magazine or um any other like outlets that are just reporting on what's happening in the music scene in st louis there used to be like up to 11 magazine or i think it was called 11 magazine i don't know if you remember that but Mm -hmm. like there used to be stuff like that and i was like there's just nothing out there i wish there was like a podcast and you know there's shane presley who does rock paper podcasts um, here in town and he does a good job. There just wasn't anything out there. And I went on a long walk and I thought about it and I was like, there needs to be something like STL punk. Do you remember STL punk? Like there needs to be, if there was something like that, that would be so fucking awesome. Like I could share about not only what I'm doing, but what other bands are doing here in St. Louis. And so I kind of just, I went on a long walk and I talked to myself. Like I do this sometimes. I know this is going to sound weird, but I put my AirPods in and I, walk and talk and flesh out an idea like and i'll record it in a voice memo and i sent it to my best friend and he was like this is a really good idea and uh i kind of just started the instagram page and reached out to some of my friends that were in bands and was like can we just post a photo of your band and talk a little bit about you Mm. and um 
it, it really took off. And then after a while, like, you know, we were gaining more followers and I was like, oh, maybe I should do a podcast. And so, um, you know, cause it was at first I was like, I'll just start an Instagram account and see where it goes from here. Right. And then when, you know, I started, I was actually really surprised to see how many bands are active in St. Louis and how many of them are actually really fucking good. Right. And that, that, that to have a centralized thing like 314 Punk where, you know, if you were from out of town or if you're just a person that wants to know more about the punk scene in St. Louis, it's all just right there. You can literally scroll down. I mean, we have like 150 posts now and see all these bands and, and learn a little bit about each one of them. And um, I think it's a, and, and you know, now we have like around 30 episodes of the podcast out. So it's like, I, I just really felt like once I started to dive in, I was like, holy shit, there are so many cool bands out. And, and I didn't even know about like a lot of these bands. And um, I mean, that we have so much good talent and I really would love to see St. Louis be like a destination place where people would go to be like, if we were known for, oh my God, like St. Louis just has a, an awesome punk scene and there's shows happening all the time and people, you know, it wouldn't be like beyond you to, to be like, oh, Thursday night at the sinkhole, there's like, you know, 80 people at the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that would be so cool. You know, um, I went to Denver in early 2020, right before the pandemic. And um, I saw a show, a local show, and there was like 200 people there. Yeah. And, and I was like, that would be so dope. I mean, it was a Friday night, but like, I would love to see that happen in St. Louis, you know, where like any, anywhere that you go, there any if that maybe there's three or four punk shows happening and every single one of them is well attended i'll, I'll go to two shows in one night like right. yeah. <laughs> i've done that before you know so um yeah i mean i really wanted to give more i mean also for the ability to share my music but also want, looking at the bigger picture like it's bigger than me i wanted to give everybody else an opportunity and create something like hey this is bigger than me. This is a, more about like everybody else. And it's more about the St. Louis punk scene. And um, I want people to know too, that if you have a show or, um, you know, I know that John, Don, you and I have been friends for like a little while now. And anytime that any band that your band's doing something or that the bands on your label are doing something, you always like shoot it over to me and like, right. Hey, Hey homie, will you post this? Like I want people to do that. Cause I don't know everything that's happening in St. Yep. Louis. Like, and don't be shy to be like, hey, will you post about our show? We have a new EP coming out. Like, like I'm down. Like, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of rambled there. <laughs> no, it's a it's a a platform for uh, you know people in the three one four, and I'm guessing at this point the six one eight for sure kind of spreading for sure. out. Which I, I saw the the six one eight. There's a little six one eight page now. Yeah, six one eight three one four underground. I think is what yeah. it's called. And those guys are cool. They're doing like both. <clears throat> uh, is that the one you're referring to? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. Like I think they're from the Illinois side, and you know we feature them on our page. They they have a little. Yep. They have a podcast where they. Um, I don't know if they put out episodes recently, but um, go back and listen to the old ones because they they kind of talk about. They'll play a song. It's almost kind of like radio format. They'll mm -hmm. like talk a little bit and then play a song and then be like okay, we have the Bastard Squad up next. Like, right. you know, here's their song. And, and it's really cool. I mean, it's a different format than this show. Um, but they're also kind of shining a light on bands in St. Louis. And, um, yeah, I mean, I always, I, I, I grew up in Illinois. I lived in, in the Metro East for, like, over 10 years in Collinsville. So I'm all about, like, I, I consider that part of this, the, right, the St. Right. Louis music scene, too. So. Shout out to the six one eight crew, baby. Right. <laughs> so, 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 what do you think your your goal is with three one four punk? Uh, are we going to see a compilation record, maybe with the record label? Um, are we going to? Uh, are we going to do like a like a maybe have like a uh, you know like an all day show? Maybe gather a lot of people together. These are the kind of things that I usually kind of work on and like think about constantly, which is like. How do we get everybody in the same area together to hang out and you know enjoy all these things so you know i'm curious what the end goal or further goal is besides just the podcast and the yeah for sure i mean i eventually want to do um you know i have a few ideas and um i don't want to give away too much but i'd like to do 
maybe for uh, around the time of our like one year anniversary, I'd like to do um, a punk rock trivia night. Yeah, that, where yeah, that's good. Maybe we have like, um, you know, we we do a, an hour of trivia, then a band plays for half an hour, then we do another round, and then we have another band play. Um, that's something that I would really love to do and and get people together and kind of just you know, I, I like build building more of a community. Like it, yep. that's what what I really want to see is like, hey, how can we get all these people together in the same room and like get them talking and because that's when really cool things start happening. Exactly. Like when you know, when when people who are really making who who bands but also you know nonprofits and venues and promoters and graphic designers and you know the people that are kind of all like other creatives that are on the periphery. Like when all those people get in the room and talk about what we can do together that's that's when it gets really exciting so um i'd also love to do like maybe a, a 314 punk showcase where we do um uh you know where we have a couple bands play um you know that have maybe been on the podcast um but then also i have really been throwing around the idea and i and i don't want to get into this too much but um because i haven't been able you know i want to talk to people like you but some other people um, I would really love to do a three one four punk fest. No, right, yeah. Um, you know exactly. That's a Friday and Saturday, Friday night, Saturday. Um, you know where maybe we have we have a punk stage, and then we have we have a punk and emo stage, and then we have like a hardcore and metal stage, and yep. you know just back and forth, back and forth, and um, I would love to do it outdoors somewhere. Yep. But um, that is a very big undertaking. It is. And, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of like sponsorships, and you it's know, not as hard as you think, but it is uh, a lot of work. I mean, I've done punk rock flea market for the last couple of years, and then, sure, I mean, we've been on break for a few years, but it's coming back in um, June. We'll talk about this some other time, but it is coming back soon. Um, uh, the date's already there. I just I haven't announced anything yet, but. Uh, you know, that's the same thing with, uh, punk rock flea market, but, it, uh, it's high time. St. Louis, uh, it was then it is now, you know, everybody else has these things and it's, it's weird when you see your town just get neglected on these fronts and it takes, you know, people who just have that drive and the initiative to want to put all of their energy into it because it becomes it, everything, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it takes everything. And, and I mean, that that's another big thing is like my band is we're starting to do longer weekends, like little tours, right. like we have uh, some a bunch of those plans. Uh, me personally, I have <laughs> I'm just starting a new job. I'm trying to sell my house. Like I just have a lot of things. I'm, you know, I have a girlfriend and it's important for me to like, you know, spend time with her and and also like work on my band. So uh you know, I, I need to clear some space just mm -hmm. in my personal life <laughs> yeah. to like be able to, to focus on, on those things. But I agree with you. Like, you know, we had Lou Fest for yeah. several years and that they did a pretty good job of like having this eclectic lineup where it was like, you know, they had a band like Weezer and, you know, Snoop Dogg and, and, you know, we had, had some older bands and some newer talent, but it was also, I, we haven't had, it's been a long time since I can remember any, I don't even know if I can remember anything Aside from Warp Tour, but that's not even St. Right. Louis specific. A no. local showcase, a local—I mean, we that would you be know, like Point Fest and shit. Yeah, yeah, Point Fest. But I mean, something even more local, where it's like, uh, you know, I know the RFT does their showcase. Yeah, they did. Well, they did. Yeah, the RFT showcase was one. Um, yeah, it's and that, but so punk specific, punk, right, hardcore, metal, emo and specific. What you, and what you have to realize is is. Well, so, and I'm not giving you advice. But no, <laughs> no, no. While you, uh, it is, you can have all the drive and initiative that you need. I truly do believe that you need a community to pull it off. Absolutely. So you can't Absolutely. just go, uh, I mean, you can be a mastermind. You can be a visionary. Sure. But your vision sure. can only go as far as you can throw a rock. You need other people to collect rocks and put the thing together with you. So, you know, the, you know, while you are looking for, you know, time to, to, it's just started massing your, your Avengers, man, you know, and the people who are going to help pull off Absolutely. The, the end goal. It's not about one person or one thing. It's it, everybody working together to make it happen. And then we get to have a fun thing that hopefully happens every year, which 
is this you know same same concept behind the shit the the punk rock flea market i mean but uh yeah that that's the idea there too is it's, that's why there's live music and you know like i've done it where they're like oh you know like we don't need the live music part and you know i like i'm like no we do like that's that's yeah, the whole yeah. that's the whole point like <laughs> it's like we need the live music we need the fucking uh you know the the vendors we need whether and it, that's the same thing it's the it could be the graphic design people it could be a tattoo artist it could be whoever you know uh as the vendors as the you know uh but yeah we should talk about these plans more because uh yes i have bigger plans for all of that too so (laughs) no i and i totally agree with you i know that it's that it you know like i've said it's it's bigger than me and and i can't do everything on my own um you know and and i it's just taken time like i i need to get to the point where like i can get people like you and other other those other people in the community that i know would be willing to help us right. and you know get a, get um, some of the bigger uh, you know like a, a brewery or someplace that yep. can really be like hey we'll we'll help you pull this together and and you know we'll we'll sponsor this and um, you know help get the word out too because you know even though three one four punk like we we've done a good job of like building our following like um, you know we need to get the word out to our uh, audiences bigger than us. We yep. need somebody bigger than us, you know, you know what I mean? To help kind of back it and, and push it forward. And, um, and, and I really would love for it to be something that's like really just focused on here's all the awesome. If you haven't, if you still don't know about local St. Louis music, right. here's something for everybody that if, especially alternative underground, like I would love for it to be like, Hey, we got a hardcore and a metal stage, and we have a punk and an emo stage. Right. And like, <laughs> well, and I just think that would be so fucking dope. Like, <laughs> and there's and there's something to be said about the uh, <clears throat> the way that whatever you want to call it, the fringe uh, that seems to be all all of what we are living in, you and I and, and everybody that we know. And then when they did that, uh, that 60, uh, 60 years, or I think it was like 60 years or whatever of, uh, St. Louis music, that festival. And oh, it was like, it was like every other genre of music. Like it was a big outdoor festival. I think it was in the last summer or whatever. And there oh. was literally every other genre. And the only band that even came close to like anything relatively, uh, in the alternative vein was uh midwest avengers okay and i was like yeah that makes sense you know but like st you're saying st louis music like where the fuck is all of the bands like <laughs> where's the punk hardcore yeah metal or any of the other shit you know because like that's to you and i to everybody we know like the, the bands are endless you you don't even know oh, who all yeah. of them are oh it's man like, yeah there's so many people doing this shit it's like st louis the st louis underground is is it's vast. It's you, really you vast. You might even think that you know, and then you'll be like, "Oh shit!" There's a whole other pocket of people that yes do this shit that like is in these basements or like they only play in these certain venues or yeah they don't you know and and but then you look at their shit and you're like, "Oh man, Lumpy Records!" I think they're on like uh, like the sixtieth release or some shit, and like just I don't know, you know, crazy shit like that. Yeah, d- dude, dude. There, there's a band, um, <clears throat> the Illinois side, like. Like, I haven't even really dove into... There's a bunch of uh, bands, like, in the Alton, Edwardsville, like, that area. And um, and Belleville, too. Uh, there was a there's a band from over on that side called Precarious Situation. And they hit me up a few weeks ago. And they were like, hey, this there's this band. They weren't even promoting their own shit. They were like, there's a band called Silver Material that you, that you should check out. They just put out a single today. And um, I was like, okay. And I listened to it. And it's this really cool, like midwest emo Mm -hmm. kind of like american football sounding stuff and i went to their page silver materials and looked through a bunch of their videos and um they're really fucking good nice like i mean they're they're if you're into that kind of stuff like you know i have a special i I love like that kind of emo music that kind of noodly if you're into that it is really good and um i you know i wouldn't know i've never heard about them playing they probably have but i've never seen them on a bill for like a show at the sinkhole or heavy anchor or anything like that so there's tons of bands like i'm always finding out about new bands that are playing in st louis and it's we really have a big scene here it's yes massive and (laughs) it's huge to think that somebody could throw together a music festival to celebrate st louis music and completely neglect 
the, all of right, that whole right. thing uh, means that we're definitely not on the overall public's radar. R- right. In a exactly. way that like, like, so like when you look at a show like, and I'll, and I'll end it with this, <laughs> but when you look at a show like uh, the, how many people went out to Rancid and Dropkick Murphy. Sure. Sure. And then you're like, so where the fuck are all those people when we do, when anybody does shows, like they're not at the local shows, like, and I get it, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys are on a whole different thing, but they're huge, yeah. But those are punk bands that you know inspire all of the bands that you know are in the city that are playing, you know, all the time, and you know, I just don't think that uh, that level of public really has the uh, uh, the insight to all those bands. So then it just, you know, there are there's a local scene. But those people, I, I feel like they would they would be into the bands if they knew that they existed, you know. And so Absolutely. to get that to them is how, you know. And we're not getting the help. The point's not going to help, you know. I mean, like they, you can get your shit on, you know, like you know, getting Fightback Mountain on Donnie Fandango and shit like that, uh, and that could work, you know, if he likes it or whatever, he'll play it. But like, that's only going to go so far, right? You know, and so to try to yeah to put together a festival, something like you know that goes bigger. I always felt the same way about punk rock flea market was to build it to a point where you are doing it at Riverport, you know, especially when Riverport was like dying and they were like, there's not going to be shit out there. And, you know, their shows are really scattered and few and far between. You're like, well, then what the fuck is it doing all these other times? It seems like you should be able to like work a sponsorship thing to where you could maybe get them to let you do something there. And you know what I mean? Use the space and, I don't sure. know, you know, some way that some big place that you could be like, look, it's a to do like pops parking lot, whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. actually get it on the, the radar of everyone versus, you know, um, what we do now, which it, there's nothing wrong with that either. I just think that there's a lot of really great shit happening that Absolutely. everybody should know about. And, and I mean, even if you think about that, like um, I didn't go, but um, Rise Against Descendants and Menzinger's yeah. show. Like, there. Yeah. I mean, there's a shit ton of people at that too. And, it, and, um, or even like Point Fest, where, you know, I went to way back Point Fest a couple of years ago where it was like 311 and the Offspring. And then, um, yep. the Menzingers played that too, Goldfinger. And, and, um, and, I mean, of course, The Urge. But it's like, I feel like our scene is still very underground. And if more it of is. those people knew, or if a local band was opening for, like, if they, if there was more of a local spotlight, it would be like, hey, you know, Bastard Squad's playing on a Sunday night at, um, you know, a Sunday matinee at the Sinkhole, or right. you know, Wes Hoffman and friends are at the Heavy Anchor on Friday night. Like, you know, if, if we could get a little bit more spotlight, then I think, like, it could grow. I, 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 I really feel like we're kind of on that cusp right. of like, there's I a agree. lot happening in the scene. There's a lot of people talking about it, but like, we haven't broken through to that. Like, oh, how can we have? you know, 200 people flooding into the heavy anchor on a Friday night. Like how could we really, really break and break this scene to like the point where people are coming out in droves to see every band, you know, like I, I hate to see like, you know, and and it it is, it is on your band a little bit. Like if you like, I promote the shit out of my stuff because like, I want people to be there. I believe in what I'm doing. I, I want, people to hear this music and I want people to come to my show. Like I will, right. I will literally, I'll put money into ads on Facebook and Instagram. I'll direct message people. I'll like, I'll do promotions and you know, like, Hey, you get a free koozie. If you, the first 25 people that buy right, tickets right. to our show doing stuff like that. And I, I feel like you guys do a similar thing with bastard squad where you mm-hmm. did like the Christmas present, you know, Hey, if it's $15 ticket, but it's $20 and you get like a, a special, you know, a Christmas gift, like, doing stuff like that to kind of promote your band. Like it's also on us, you know, the bands can't do it all themselves. Like there needs to be things like 304 Punk and bands need to help each other out and share each other's shit. But at the same time, like, you know, like all I'm trying to say, I'm on my soapbox a little bit, but like you have to promote your band a little bit and you have to promote other bands too, but we, we can't do it all ourselves. And you have to practice. You do, you do, you, you do. Have to tune your instruments. <laughs> yes, yes, you have to no, practice I, a lot for sure. So it sounds like we, we all have a little work to do, um, and to get to our goals. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, though, uh, I do hear you have a new EP coming out on the record label, oddly yes. enough, and uh, 
Wrecking Crew out of Canada. Tell us about those songs and uh, this uh, this release. Yes, so um, it is out now on streaming platforms. It's called Rewrite the Story, um, and we we did it a little different this time. Like you know, we I really only wanted to put three singles out, but we like things changed and we ended up putting out four. Um, four of the five out as singles, and then we put it all, all out as one cohesive thing. And it's really cool because, um, you know, there were a lot of people that we've picked up along the way that weren't paying attention to what we were doing. And then when we dropped this EP, I feel like a lot, like now people are going back and listening to the whole thing all the way through. So, um, you know, streaming is like a weird thing where it's like people may hear your song on a playlist and they may save it and add it to their own playlist, but what I do is I go back, if I hear one song by a band that I really like, I'll go back and listen to their whole back catalog. Right. But not everybody does that. So there might be like, they may have heard one of our songs in like November of last year. And then when this EP came out, it's like, oh, well now they're hearing the whole thing. And I think it's also cool to like, you know, when you put out singles like that, it's kind of fragmented. And now to hear it, it's like, okay, this is the whole co cohesive thing. So um, it's called Rewrite the Story. It was recorded here at my home Encapsulated Studios where, uh, you know, where we practice. I've been here for six years now and um, have a practice space here for six years. And then we recorded with Gabe, mm -hmm. Gabe Ussery. Um, he also mixed and mastered it. Um, I love working with Gabe. He's a, a great engineer, but also like a great, you know, he helps with like ideas of if something if something's missing or if you're trying to do too much he'll be like yeah maybe just leave that out you know right. um he's really good with that and so the whole thing was recorded here with him um and uh it's called rewrite the story we why it's called rewrite the story is um, that is a line in one of the songs uh far from yesterday but this was also kind of written during a time in my life where i'm in a big transitionary period you know i i stopped my self-employment I kind of like shut that business down. Um, I still do a little bit with it on the side, but not much. And then, you know, I moved out. Um, like I went through a, a separation with my ex-wife and moved out of my house, moved into an apartment. And, and, you know, that really also, that experience also really sparked me to focus on my music more and, and the pandemic as well. You know, I've, I've been putting music out under, you know, Wes Hoffman for, under my own name at for a few years now it's been a little over four years since i started doing that but i really got serious about it in the summer of 2020 i was like okay i want to really start seeing how far i can take this mm -hmm. and in even though i'm going to be 39 in like a couple weeks um i i you know age doesn't really matter to me like i'm kind of like hey i i'm gonna try to see how give myself a second chance and see how far I can take this music. And if that means if, if, you know, I don't know what that means. If that means like touring full time or, you know, I mean, that would be really, really cool if that were to happen. Or if it just means like, Hey, we go out and do a few long weekends and a couple festivals a year. Right. Um, I would be happy with that. You know, I just kind of wanted to see really kind of, I, I don't want to say go all in, but I wanted to kind of put more time and energy into this and, and kind of, rewrite my own story of my life and stuff like that so um that brings me to we we are putting this out on cassette because mm -hmm. um as you know um as a label and record store owner that vinyl is kind of right upside down right now yeah <laughs> it's getting better but yeah so uh you know we didn't i mean it's only five songs so a, a cassette was a cool idea and i've never put out a properly like physical piece of music um, you know, we always just burn CDs back in the day and would sell them for like a few dollars at our shows. Right. Um, so this is really cool. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for you, Don, for having, you know, helping us put it, put it out. And um, we also have Wrecking Crew in Canada that's putting, helping put it out too. Um, so definitely big thanks to them as well. And um, the fact that anyone is willing to help me like put out my music at all and like help me create a physical product, I'm like, Holy shit, this is really cool. So um, it's going to be out on the record label and Wrecking Crew. Um, it's like a joint effort. And then uh, we're going to have the tapes at the show yep. uh, on March 5th at Off-Broadway. And then um, uh, you'll also be get, be able, after the 5th, you'll be able to get them like at the Record Space and therecordspace.com as well as like our Bandcamp page and Wrecking Crew's um, online store too. So um, should I go into like 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, to I totally heard something about there being three different variants of this cassette. Yes. Let's hear about those. So the band, so um, the band will have our own variant, which is like a, I think it's called Sonic Silver mm -hmm. or something like that, yeah. Silver Sonic. And then Wrecking Crew has this like a really cool like black one. Um, and then you haven't told me what you're. Nope. <laughs> Everybody will find out at the show, I guess. <laughs> the surprise color. The record label and the record space is going to have like you know their own variant too. So there'll be three different colors. So if you're a collector, um, or if you just really want to support our band, you can get all three. Um, and we're going to have them at our shows. Like I said, we're going to be doing a little bit of touring. So um, I'm just excited to have um, you know a physical piece of music on my yeah. merch table. So. It's important. I mean, uh, I feel like that's it's key. You know, you learn pretty quickly when you start doing shit that people want T-shirts and people want something to take home. Yeah, like music-wise. Yeah, and for sure. So whether that's you know it could be CDRs and you just give away or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I was always you. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> and I, so I, I'm happy to help. You know, make that happen. So, dude, thank you. I really appreciate yep. it. And and I mean, I don't. I haven't managed that process either. Of like, you know, how does this all work on the business end? So I appreciate you kind of taking the lead on that. And then, um, I I thought that CDs were like dead. You know. Yeah. But but I was at a, a show with my buddy like a few years ago. This was in like probably 2015 or 2016, and they were like. Oh, I really like this band. I'll probably buy their CD. And I'm like, well, yeah, I have a CD player in my car because my car's old. But like, am I really gonna pop it in? Like, no. I I, I buy. You know, like I, I bought the Modern Angst EP, out now on the record label. Right. And <laughs> and um, I bought it. You know, it, it came to my my house. And but like, I haven't popped in a CD player yet because I listen to it on Spotify. But it's like I'm happy to say that my ten bucks yep, like went exactly. to the band and the label. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, that's way more than like any amount of streaming that I'm going to do. Yeah, because you know? and that's what I think really what people want on your merch table. They do want a cool shirt, but mostly they want to support the band. I mean, for sure. They don't care if they're going to fold the shirt up and put it in a drawer and the CD is going to go in a stack. They just want to support. So, you know, they're looking for something that they can, you know, take home and I and support you with, you know, and I, I feel like it's important. So Totally. Uh so yeah, tell us about the uh, the record release show. When is it? Where is it? And uh, about the bands on the bill. It's March fifth at Off Broadway. Um, it's there's dialogue, uh, which is they're kind of like a shoegaze. Um, they they might remind you a little bit of Citizen. Some of their their newer stuff that they haven't recorded yet is a little heavier. Um, and I really like them. They're they're kind of an emo stargaze band, and they've been on the podcast once before. And then uh, the Chandelier Swing, which is kind of they're they're really in line with our sound. They have this kind of like technical punk, pop punk from that reminds me a lot of like Drive Through Records type mm -hmm. stuff. Um, really melodic and catchy. So uh, I'm really excited about that. We're gonna have a whole bunch of new merch at the show too, um, as well as like the tapes. Um, but yeah, and I've never played off Broadway. Like we recorded a music video there uh, like a year ago, um, but so we have technically played there, but no one was there. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super stoked, and I do think off Broadway. Uh, you know, talking to their talent buyer there, they're trying to do more. Like they they gonna get a rep for being more of an Americana like country venue, but they're trying to do more like punk and garage rock type stuff. So maybe right. we'll see more. Yeah, we might. More of our bands there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sensing you have something in your back pocket there. <laughs> the, the, on the next podcast. <laughs> uh, so let's go into, uh, so where can, where can people catch it online? Um, so you have the EP streaming and then videos on YouTube or? Yeah, yeah. So we have, we have hmm. the EPs out everywhere now. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Tidal, Deezer, whatever music you 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 um used to listen to your music. Uh, it's also on Bandcamp. It's up there for five dollars if you want to buy it too. Um, you know, you can pick up a sticker or something like that as well. Um, you know, it's actually been really cool since we put out the EP. Like a lot of people have been buying it, and mm -hmm. you can put the option to pay more. Right. And you know, it's five dollars because so, so it's five songs, but. I've gotten a lot of like 
seven, like ten, even a couple like fifteen dollar like sales from that. So I really appreciate that too. If you're gonna, if you don't want a physical piece of music, it's like go to the bands. Like I bought that Silver Material song for like, right. and I think it was a it was a dollar or two, and I paid five bucks for it because I'm right, like, yeah. why not? You know, that's that's so much more than than what you're gonna get streaming wise. And then um, we have a couple video. We do have like uh, two music videos for. Uh, songs that are on the EP and uh, we also have like a mini documentary so when we did our show in October at the Heavy Anchor it was our first show back since the pandemic had hit and uh, we did like a little um, you know kind of each band member talked a little bit about who they are and what we're excited about and then you know we got some clips from the show and so it's like a five minute video so uh, definitely check that out too yeah uh, I would agree all of those things are cool I've watched all of it and Listen to everything. Um, and also, you can buy merch for uh, 314 Punk, I see. Right? Yes. Well, we... Shirts? We do. We were doing... Uh, like, I've done um, two, like, pre-orders for the shirts. Um, <clears throat> but, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about if you need... Uh, I'd love to have a booth at Punk Rock Flea yeah, Market. Yeah, uh, that maybe. definitely will be a thing. <laughs> uh, maybe we could get more shirts printed and, you know... Right. Um have a shirt stickers there. koozies all yeah. that you got to get all that stuff going we'll for put sure a whole little booth up uh so what's next what's next for uh for your band what's next for you awesome um yeah so i'm i'm really i mean i really just want to keep I, i'm really enjoying doing 314 punk like it, it really is a passion project and i'm i'm enjoying talking to bands and going to shows i love going to shows um i just went to uh fightback mountain and direct measure still and uh family medicine at the mm-hmm. sinkhole that was a super fun show it was very well attended too it was awesome so i i love just being a part of this scene like yeah. first and foremost um you know as as a band in the scene but also as a person who's just promoting the scene i i really just love it so uh our band you know we of course we have our show on march 5th and then um in april we have a show at the sinkhole uh, we're going on a little uh weekender with this band from Wichita called Stay the Course and another band from Chicago called Fluorescence. And uh, Fluorescence is, um, they're pretty, they, they've got a pretty decent following on on streaming and social media. Um, they're, they're more of a pop punk band and mm-hmm. then Stay the Course is kind of, they're pop punk but they have like some screaming in their music. Um, so we're doing St. Louis, Wichita, and Lawrence. Uh, so we'll be at the Brickyard in Wichita on April 9th and then um, replay lounge on April 10th and then uh, we're working on another weekender in June where we're gonna go the opposite direction and do like Indiana Cincy and Nashville so I'm working on it um, and yeah we're uh, also with the band we're uh, we've started recording a new uh, full-length record already oh like, nice we literally just released the EP but before mm-hmm. we even released the whole EP we had already done one session of uh, recording with Gabe again for a full length. So we have six songs tracked for that already. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Like writing a full length album is way different than an EP though. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're writing, we're working, we're, we're getting there. We, we have the songs compiled, but now we have to start putting them together. Uh, but yes, uh-huh. but I, I actually prefer full lengths over I do too. anything else. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to hear yours. Uh, this is this bastard squad is working on a full length. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, bastard squad two. Uh, the new EP will be out soon, but we'll talk about those on the next episode <laughs> when I come back. <laughs> so, uh, if you could have anybody on this podcast, who would be? dead or alive? Uh, well, we'll say both. Um, you do the overall, but like you know the uh, alive. Current somebody you could probably okay. get somebody that might even hear this. And... Um, uh, uh, first of all, I would say uh, dead or alive, like Joey Ramone or Joey Ramone right. and, and uh, Joe Strummer would be too. Right. That like I mean, you're talking about the Godfathers, yep. you know, two of the guys that were like at the very forefront of the punk movement, mm-hmm. right? Um, musically, but also like attitude wise. Um, I would love to have like Dave Grohl would be really cool. Right. Uh, Billy Joe from Green Day um, would be awesome. Uh, 
I would also say um, I have talked to, uh, I know that she's a resident of St. Louis now. I've talked to Laura Jane Grace a little mm -hmm. bit about yep. coming on the show. So um, that will probably be a reality here soon. Mm -hmm. So um, That's a perfect one, yes. Yeah, I would love to have her. And then, of course, like some of the bigger people um, in St. Uh, I would love to have um, Tim from Ultraman. I'd love to have a couple mm -hmm. of the guys from Ultraman that have been on because, I mean, they were – you know, in the way that Joey Ramone and Joe Strummer were like kind of the, the bigger like forefront of punk overall, like those guys are a name that's always been like, I mean, they've been doing punk rock. Right. Like since the very beginning, you know, I mean, they're one of the first punk, one of the first punk rock bands that I know of that was like mm -hmm. in St. Louis, you know, that yep. really made that a name true. for themselves. Um, Dan Pottest from MU330 yep. would be another That'd really be good, good one, one too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if who you guys would you like to see on the podcast? Uh, I, Laura Jane Grace, honestly, like that's the, I, that I would have been, I'd have that invite already set and booked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm she's, trying she's to. She's a legend. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, that would be mine. <clears throat> I think that's the perfect one. Hey, everybody. So we actually had a little bit of technical difficulty there, and Don and I got cut off. So, uh, we're going to play a song from the Wes Hoffman and Friends EP. This is called For What It's Worth. And uh, we would love for you to see, we would love to see you all out there at on March 5th at Off-Broadway with Dialogue and the Chandelier Swing. Uh, thanks so much to rec the record label and Wrecking Crew Records for putting out this tape for us. And make sure to visit the record space if you're in St. Louis. Uh, that's Don's Record Shop. It's in Afton on Gravoy. You can't miss it. Um, they have all kinds of cool stuff down there. It's a great place. So um, it's a great place to just like browse and look for records. And make sure to also check out uh, Wrecking Crew Records. Uh, follow them on Instagram. It's uh, Wrecking Crew Wreck, I think. Um, you know, just R-E-C at the end. And they're based out of Canada. They do a lot of hardcore. Uh, they have a lot of hardcore bands on their label. They do a lot of hardcore music. And then, um, you know, of course, we're working with them to put out this cassette tape. So we're more of a pop punk. And they have, they have a couple other more like... Uh, pop punk or, or straightforward punk bands but they do a lot of hardcore and metal too so make sure to check out Wrecking Crew Records and uh, yeah we hope to see you at the show on March 5th and enjoy for what it's worth
center of this earth For what it's worth, I love you 